Hey everybody, 28th of January, and I'm, I'm entitling this one, well, for lack of a better word, headlines. There's 28, 29 things that happened this last week. All of them by themselves could be the lead headline for a week of news. But man, I tell you, um... You know, it, it, the the hits just keep on coming here. Um, it's just just interesting. And, and the most major thing, because the Senate had a big hearing on it, was the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster fiasco. Um, yes, that's one of the headlines. And I, I get it. You know, uh, the world could be coming apart, but because... I don't have enough money to go see Taylor Swift and only the rich corporations get the tickets and they're they're scalping them. Well, yeah, there's always been scalping going on. And I get part of the reason why the performers are upset. If they sold a ticket for $200, and of course they didn't get all the $200, there's everybody taking all their cuts out of it. And, and somebody scalped it for two thousand because somebody was willing to pay two thousand. Well, that that <coughs> excuse me that that mean that that means a lot that, that that you know and and so some of this outrage by the um let's say the the entertainment community is the fact that. They're losing out on the money themselves. Yeah, they're going to use the fans. They're going to talk about the fans not being able to do it. And, and I get it. Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster has a monopoly on this, like a lot of other things. You know, I could, I could talk, I could talk about how what somebody told me thirty years ago. There was a hundred contractors that provided goods and services to the United States military, and now there's like five. It's went on everywhere. And and we don't have a justice department that enforces any of these anti-competitive acts, you know, stuff that was passed back during Teddy Roosevelt's administration, you know, the the original trust buster himself. But oh yeah, bigger's better, and it's going to be cheaper for the consumer until you get all the consolidation cost savings out of the way, and then as you have to build it back again, I think it actually costs more. But that's another story for another time. Um, to to me the the biggest the biggest story was Russiagate. The fact that you had an FBI that blatantly went after a sitting president. Now, those of you that don't like Trump, I I you know, you're you're gonna maybe try to find some, you know, he was bad for the country and we had to stop him and all this other kind of stuff. Uh wait till it's your guy and the FBI's taking him out. And and you'll be careful what you ask for, you just might get it. And if What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, you know, the establishment FBI could change. You, you know, I find it in, interesting that James Comey's name gets dropped all over this Russiagate thing. You know, the lead FBI agent was arrest, arrested for working for the Russians. Well, a Russian oligarch. Uh, and he's the guy who, quote unquote, blew the whistle on Trump. Wow. I mean, we could we could have a whole podcast about that, and we may. I, I think there's so much more to this story to come out. I think there's so many. You know, when did you what What did you know, and when did you know it? And the most important part about that is not what you knew; it's when you knew it, and what did you do about it when you knew it. 
I think that's the thing that takes a lot of people down in this deal. Documents, documents, documents. Trump, then Biden, then Pence, now Carter. Oh, Jimmy Carter's got a bunch of boxes of, of, of you know, secret documents that was at his presidential library. There's one difference here. Let's talk about this. Carter and Trump were presidents. And a president can declassify anything. And they don't even really have to, you know, sign a document that says I declassify this. They can just declassify it by declassifying it. Whereas Biden and Pence were both vice presidents at the time. They don't have that authority. They don't have that power. Now, I know they're going to try to go, you know, Trump did this and Trump did that. I'm telling you, folks, go read the law. A president has the ability to declassify anything at any time and nobody else does. That's the difference. Project Veritas. This may end up being a bigger story than the Russia Gate, and more people upset. You know the the, you know playing around with the vaccine. Um, you know the 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 of all the Project Veritas videos, this is the most viewed one. Even though right now, as we speak, YouTube is taking it down, but there's so many other places you can see it now today. Um. But yeah, YouTube's taking it down. You know, the looks like the medical industry circling the wagons. They're going to throw this. They're going to throw this poor dude under the bus so bad, and they're going to back the bus up, and they're going to pull forward, and they're going to back it up a couple more times, and pull forward several more times. Um, whoa, um, you know, I, um, you know, you 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 know, you wonder some, you know. The people that took the virus or they or vaccine are they sitting around waiting for something bad to happen to them? I mean that th- this is um, it's not good, and I don't know if there was if if it was intentional, if it was done, whether it was hurried up, whether it was rushed, or it was just we're going to make a whole bunch of money on this deal. So let's let's make a whole bunch of money on this deal and worry about the consequences later. And if that's how it is, then we should take not not just the company's money away. We should take the individuals who made those decisions, their personal money away. But oh well. Police training. This deal in Memphis is bad. I don't know if those five cops belong to a gang and they thought they had a, a gang member from a different gang or or, you know, what happened. You know, I want to not only know why those five all ended up running around together, who trained them and who hired them. There's got to be something more here. But on the other hand, if you haven't seen it, you can you can go there's a there's a poor dude in North Carolina that was in his camper that heard something and the cops yell at him and he's got a flashlight in his hand and he opens up his camper door and they unload all their ammo on that dude. Shot him. Now, he survived, but I, I tell you, if you're a police officer out there, you got a tough job. There's a lot of stuff going on, but there's a lot of people making you look really bad, and there's videos of everything, everywhere, all the time. And it's, it's um, you guys need to clean it up. Well, 
and I'll say this, and I'll upset a bunch of police when I say this, but if you know you you, you can lie um, when you interrogate people when you do stuff, but of course the person answering you can't. But if you got to lie to be good at your job, you're not very good at your job. So there, I said it. Um, but you 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 look at these videos. There's nobody going to trust anybody. And, and I tell you what, you got videos, and I know the one was one's out of Canada, but you got that cop grabbing that young girl by the throat because her mask wasn't correctly on her face. You got all kinds of po- police arresting people in New York City over masks. And and now you got the virus thing with the vaccine, or I shouldn't say the virus thing, the the vaccine that's got something going on there. And yet you guys were over energetic in enforcing the mass mandate, and sometimes. And I know I'm painting all of you in the picture; not all of you were there. Um. And, and you're going to say, well, we were just doing our job. We were just enforcing the law. We were doing whatever. Um, you know, there, there, there's, there's times, yes, you enforce it, but you don't be stupid about it. And you got a lot. A poor blind guy walking down the street that's got a folded up cane and gets arrested because he doesn't tell the policewoman his name because she thinks it's a gun, even after he shows her what it is. All on video. Does not make you look good. You know, it just does not make you look good. Okay, going to move on from that. Well, a whole lot you can say, but that it, that it is horrific what those people did to that young black guy. He was a punching bag. Wow. Okay, Israeli-Palestinian problems. You got the synagogue shooting. You got the Israelis bombing uh, Gaza and Syria. You got Gaza wanting to shoot rockets into them. Um, and and as I'm going to mention later, it looks like tonight as we're speaking that there's possibility that the Israelis are taking out some of the drone production in Iran, which is actually helping Ukraine. But that's probably more to keep the, that stuff from getting into Syria and Gaza. Uh, the tanks to Ukraine, uh, going to be a few M1A12s. Um, the, the German Leopards is what they really wanted. And part of that is the American tanks run on jet fuel. The German tanks run on diesel. Ukraine's got more diesel than jet fuel. You, you also have the the um, um, they say the Leopard tanks are just easier camouflaged, closer to parts too. I think. I think. I think that's part of it. Um, now, looks like this week Russia is also close to retaking. I'm going to probably butcher the name. The name, but um, Bakhmut. B-A-K-H-M-U-T. That's there in that eastern Donbass region. Uh, that's where they had those salt mines that they took over. Um, and, and I don't know if, if possibly that Ukraine's hitting the proverbial wall. And you know what I mean by hitting the wall. It's like when you're running and you hit that wall. Or when you're working out and you hit that wall. Um, you know, uh, Ukraine's also had a lot of arrests for corruption here. 
just recently. And, you know, they've been depending on, I think, a lot of special forces. And these people have been at it for a year now. Russia's got a lot more bodies to throw at it. And, and it may just be that the top troops in Ukraine are getting tired. Um, you know, I, I, if there's one commodity advisor that I pay attention to, excuse me. I'm drinking Pepsi, by the way. Peanut M&M's and Diet Pepsi. You can live on it. Trust me. Done it. Um, he's actually saying that everybody thought this last year we'd have less acres planted and everything else. And he's saying it's going to be this year. That a lot of those farmers have now completely run out of money. Even though they've shipped some of this stuff out because of the logistics and the extra cost of the trains, the trucks, the bombings, the, the explosions, the grain bins and everything else. That there's that, that money is a difficulty in Ukraine. Getting fuel is a difficulty in Ukraine. Getting seed, fertilizer, chemicals is a problem in Ukraine. And he's looking for sometime mid to late summer, some shocking numbers coming out of Ukraine and maybe even possibly southern Russia of less acres being planted, that it's actually this year that the less acres get planted than than um, the years past. Now, whether that's true or not, don't know. That's one person's opinion. Just passing along some information that I heard. He's got a lot of good reasons for that, and I, I could see that too. Um, you got the GOP chairwoman fight. Um, and I think, and this is mainly coming from Theo, and those of you that know Theo know that Theo's been around the game um, his whole life. He's young, but he's pretty good at it. He knows a lot of stuff. And uh, he's the one that first mentioned to me, and I see it. It's kind of, I don't see the Republican Party split, and I don't see a new party starting up, but you kind of see a party within a party happening. And without that, that's another whole podcast for another time, too. But it just appears to him and I that there's a party within a party starting up. And it's it's going to kind of be a, an America first, conservative, make America great again <coughs> um, whole thing. Um, another another keep keep on keep on making the number one hits while we're at it. And, and this one actually had a hammer hitting somebody in it. Paul Pelosi, the video footage was released. The judge ruled it needed to be released. You know, I, I wonder if that guy that ended up in his house and whether he picked him up, paid him to be there, the guy ended up there, whatever. The guy knocked on the door because he was confused. I don't know, but this guy's got a hammer. And they both kind of got their hands on the hammer, like trying to keep something from happening. And then when the cops walk in there, the guy just, Poo. I mean, he swings it, he hits Pelosi. I mean, wow. Smack. Um, I mean that that it, it, on a slow news week, the news media could have made that the lead story every night for five days. You know, you still have the FBI, the Hunter Biden, the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Once again, I, and you know, I had a person tell me this, and I went back and looked. Kamala Harris, when she was in California. She made more sense when she talked than she has here, vice president. Now, is somebody setting her up and, and they got staff feeding her bad lines or is she not listening to this stuff? Hey, I made it to the VP. I'm, I'm, I've got here. I don't know. <clears throat> um, 
But, you know, I mean, and not not to be critical because sometimes I say stupid stuff and sometimes I maybe don't quite explain myself all the way. You know, my mind's, mind's working faster than my mouth's talking or the mind and the mouth aren't lined up. And what I'm thinking making sense doesn't make sense to the people that I'm talking to. I get that. But, wow. A um, couple examples this week were... It was it was entertaining and sad both to watch. Um, Trump quietly, Trump made a trip to South Carolina and to New Hampshire. Surprise, surprise! Since both South Carolina and New Hampshire <coughs> are early primary states. Now, I can tell you, depending on some of the people that are running and depending on some of these states that are completely dominated by a Democratic state legislature and a Democratic governor, and a Democratic governor who possibly may be running for president, I think the primary state order, uh, even though there's state laws that said we're going to be first or we're going to be here or we're going to be doing this or you know everything else, I think there may be some shakeup, especially in the Democratic Party, as to how the primary season plays out. And in these states that are dominated by the Democrats, the Republicans may not have any choice but to have their caucus or to have their primary at that time. So I'm thinking what may be what may be the normal ordinary rotation may get we may have a new starting five. How about that? May may not be a completely new starting five, but <clears throat> there may be some surprises in the lineup you put out there on the ball court at the beginning. But yeah, Trump quietly South Carolina and New Hampshire, and that pretty much with with the police killing the guy down there in Memphis, with all the other stuff going on, just kind of faded away and really didn't get covered. Um, a lot of business news about the economy making a soft landing. Uh, it's shaky, but you know people are saying, hey, maybe we were in a slight recession you know, back in August, September, first part of October, but we've kind of maybe worked our way a little bit out of it, but it's still shaky. You know, the year kind of just avoided being in a recession, but, you know, the stock market could go. But then on the other hand, another another headline that's kind of missing this week because everything else, Bitcoin. Bitcoin's been moving up. I don't know whether that's good or bad for commodities, good or bad for agriculture. I have no idea. I think one thing going on. I think there's some countries that have, I'm going to call it toilet paper uh, currencies. Now, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm What I'm getting at is, and you've seen this happen in Venezuela and other countries, quote unquote, their dollar bill, um, it, it was more economical to use the dollar bill as toilet paper than to try to turn the dollar bill into buy toilet paper. It's kind of the same thing where I've seen a couple people drill holes in pennies uh, to use those as washers for a screw because the when they went to go buy the little washers, the washers were more expensive than a penny. Um, I haven't actually been to the hardware store and looked at what different size washers cost and everything else. And a penny washer you with a hole in it's not a really big washer. But yet, um, what what happens to these countries, their currency becomes almost worthless. 
and their whatever their you know whether it's a one one dollar of their currency or one you know fandango of their currency whatever they call their their minimum paper is um it's cheaper to use it as toilet paper than it is to use to, to buy use it to buy toilet paper and to use it for that so some of those countries with those types of currencies i think are quietly letting their people use bitcoin as a way to to be money and to uh, how do I put it? Had a, a unit of exchange. Uh, now they're not going out there advertising it. They're not going out there doing it because you sure don't want the dollar police to do to you what they did to Gaddafi when he went, tried making a gold back African currency. Um, but I think they're quietly doing that, and that's possibly one of the reasons why Bitcoin's been kind of moving up in the in the in the world. And you know. Bitcoin went down enough, and now that you got all the craziness of Sam Bankman-Fried and everything else, you know there was people that that sent, quote-unquote, wired crypto money to them, and Bankman-Fried didn't even really deposit it in an account. He wired that directly to politicians. Wow. Wow. And that, that, that has been told to me. I was showing the news story. Um, if if that's wrong, then the news media's got it wrong. But I mean that that's uh, and and that's not knocking the politicians. They're trying to raise money. They're going to take the donations where they think they can get it. And if this, you know, everybody said this was the greatest whiz kid in the world, and he knew everything, and he was smarter than all the rest of us, and he was really just robbing Peter to pay Paul and trying to scam some investments off of it to make himself wealthy, but then just skimmed money. Um, but oh well. You know, I always said you touch customer money. That's the that's that's not the original sin, but it's close. And he touched customer money. Okay, you get, we 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 had a we had a semi mass shooting, and we had a older Asian man who got upset at a dance studio and and shot there, and then went to another one. But a couple good Samaritans, basically, from what I can understand, uh, stopped him. But you don't see a whole lot written about that because of everything else that's going on. And then today we had another shooting in Beverly Hills. Good old liberal California has got stricter gun laws than a lot of other places. You know, had had a couple of those things going on this week. And I mean, I, you know, hate it. It's bad. Um, but yeah, there's... And I tell you what, there's there's a lot of people, and I, and I know this from personal experience. There's a lot of people. They're they're just not hurting because of everything going on right now in the world, which is kind of a crazy time. But that lockdown, that quote unquote pandemic, uh, all the craziness we did over um, a bad cold and flu season, messed with a lot of people. And I still think we're going to be paying for that. And I can tell you, it looks like to me from the reactions that a lot of people have taken to the vaccines, we're going to be paying for this for such a long time. Oh. Oh. Well, the Pope came out too and said homosexuality isn't a crime. It's a human condition. I wish he just would have said it was a sin. And there's all kinds of stuff that are sin that aren't illegal, but it's still sin. 
you know, the good Lord basically said if you looked at a woman with lust, even though you didn't do anything, because you'd have to do something for it to be illegal um, or immoral, but yet the fact that you just thought it and made it a sin, um, I just wish the Pope would have used some different words, but I think we know what we got there, and that's what it is, what it is, and and that's not any kind of knock on any religion here at all. It's just uh, you got a liberal socialist in that position, and there's where we are. Um, the House Committee selections, payback's a bitch. Um, Omar, uh, and she may still get on, what is it, formulations or something like that, one of the committees, but they took Adam Schiff and Saulwell off. Schiff, I mean, the guy lied about a bunch of stuff, you know, went out and, and had information that basically he knew what he was talking about wasn't right, but for politics... You know, he goes into the House Intelligence Committee, and boy, that's an oxymoron if you've ever seen it, and other stuff, and basically lies. And then, then Swalwell, he's sleeping with a Chinese spy. So um, didn't put him on the committees. And this probably the next time the Democrats take over, they're going to find somebody in the Republicans that did something, and they're probably not going to put them on committees because they did something. So this is probably going to be tit for tat and back and forth. But once again, um, you maybe have to have the leadership in the party that's, you know, assigns their people to come to committees that maybe, and they weren't sleeping with that person that was doing that, you know? Uh, got, you know, military people coming out saying we're going to be at war with China by 2025. I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and and this is something that United States agriculture needs to be waking up and listening to. And I'm talking to you farmers right here, right now. You need to be thinking about this. The demographics of China are not good. And, and a whole bunch of those stories hit, and I've been thinking this for a while. And you know, this they they almost had out and outright revolt slash revolution over the COVID lockdowns. And I think what really blew it up is when they had the fire in the high rise building where they basically had locked slash probably welded the door shut, and then they had a fire, and they could the people couldn't get out. Because they were locked down because somebody somewhere in that building had COVID. Um, a lot of protests in China over the COVID lockdowns and they've opened her up. I think they had to. Of course, I, t I tell you what, she probably doesn't want to hear bad news. So the people around them that all want to advance and go up probably don't tell him bad news. They probably only tell him the good news, which means... He doesn't really get a good picture of what's going on out there, and nobody really knows what's happening because they're not wanting to tell him the truth because the emperor has no clothes, right? Um, and, you know, the, the, the maybe when the thing got to a critical point, then they realized, like, well, how did this happen and where are we at? But, oh, my gosh. So we do a 180 degrees turn, and we've opened it up. And we're going to get herd immunity. And in the process, there's going to be a number of people with health problems and other stuff in China that probably are short for their time here. 
But on the other hand, that's maybe what we should have been working on all along was managing herd immunity instead of trying to eliminate a, a, a situation that's going to mutate itself. And you're never going to be able to actually stay ahead of it, my opinion. Um, you're going to live, learn to live with it. Um, but back to the demographics. China's getting old and it's getting old fast. And the other thing, that one, that one family child policy, because, oh, we got too many people. You know, if they'd have stayed with two, they'd have maybe been okay, but they went to the one. Because we're going to reduce our population. We're going to not expand. Well, number one, India is going to have more people in China. Number two, China is going to run out of working age people at the point where they had them, which means economic expansion is going to slow down because everybody's going to have a job. Three, because of the way for years the quote-unquote oldest son took care of the parents in China – the one-child policy resulted in a whole bunch of female babies being aborted. And if they had a male baby, they kept it. I mean, that's just how it worked. So now you have a lot more males and females in that younger age mix. And sorry, some of the people that don't understand basic human biology, but it's the females that have the babies. And sorry to throw this out there too, but one male can father multiple babies from multiple women that could basically be having babies at the same time. Uh, there's that one rapper guy that I think has been doing that too. That that wasn't a headline this week. That was a couple weeks ago, but he, he, a little busy with with uh, well, there's a guy that maybe bought one of the social media companies that's been a little busy too. But I digress. Uh, he's got the money though to take care of the kids. Don't have to worry about that. But um, you got less females. So when you look at their population, it's not just their total age of this younger group that has gone down. It's at that age, the percentage of male to female is a lot higher. You know, you got to retain heifers to increase the cow herd. Um, boy, that statement will get me in trouble with some people, won't it? But you got to. And if you don't have the heifers, if you had a whole bunch of steers or had a whole bunch of bulls, you might as well make a bunch of them steers because you're not going to sell that many bulls if you don't have that many heifers. And I think I think the 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 social demographics problems in China are just beginning. Wow. I and and let's face it. I mean agriculture in the United States, we're betting pretty heavy on China taking a lot of our excess stuff off our hands through exports. And who we who we gonna sell it to if all the demographics that I think China's got going on, going on. And if all of a sudden we wake up 25 years from now, 30 years from now, and there's only 60% of the Chinese that there were. Now, they may be richer, they may be wealthier, they may be buying more stuff. Um, and if that's the case, then maybe we don't lose as much as we thought, but yet you're going to have less people 
and they're going to be old. And there's a lot of countries around the world that's going to have less people and they're going to be old. Hey, the White House getting a new chief of staff. And guess what? He's coming from Big Pharma. Woo! Yeah, somebody in the middle of the uh, medical industrial complex making money is now switching over to be the chief of staff in the White House. Wow. Now... Something that's happened here in the Midwest, uh, something that got some play, maybe didn't get play everywhere, but I think in a in a slow Newsweek cycle could have been the main headline story. Iowa, I call it pro-individual education or educational freedom or school choice. Uh, Iowa passed a, a, a pretty comprehensive school choice bill joining West Virginia and Arizona – uh, as two other states that have done this, and other states that are talking about doing it are Texas, Florida, Utah, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Nebraska. All red states, pretty much. Uh, Arizona's kind of purple. Um, but, um, you know, one, one of those deals where um, that that's that's just... <sighs> it's interesting. Boy, teachers union are not going to be happy with that. Okay, Canada's Freedom Con- Convoy's got an anniversary. And I know that maybe wouldn't be a big headline, but that that on a slow week would have been a headline, probably one of the news nights or would have been talked about, and it's been all just pretty much forgotten. Um, hockey jersey. The Pride Night hockey jerseys, uh, we had a guy that said it was against his religion, um, made a lot of people unhappy. Uh, Then we got another hockey team that, I guess the whole team, they canceled their wearing the jersey thing. And, of course, now you have a lot of people coming out against the hockey. Oh, those terrible hockey people. Oh, you know, there's Russians on these hockey teams. We can't have Russians on these hockey teams. That's not right. We're we're fighting Russia and Ukraine. We can't have we can't have Russians on the hockey teams. They've been playing here for a long time, folks. Um, you also got Ukrainians, Norwegians, Swedens, Canadians. Um, the, you know the the one thing I'll say about the National Hockey League, it is probably. When you talk about international and worldwide and people from everywhere, it's pretty doggone inclusive. Now, baseball is too, um, but but baseball, you know, you can kind of have what I call the Caribbean, South American, uh, North American, uh, throw Japan, Korea, and Taiwan in there, and you pretty much got the baseball world wrapped up. And and maybe it's a little different, but you know, with hockey, you know, you got the Czechoslovakians, you got the Slovenians, you got the Croatians, you got the Serbians, um, you got the Russians, you got the Poles, you got the Norwegians, the Swedens. The, the then you still you have Europeans that play hockey that are in the National Hockey League from other countries, Americans and Canadians. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, look 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 for more trashing of the National Hockey League. Uh, 
And then my state, the Illinois sheriffs that say they're not going to enforce the gun law, the the new um, taking away the Second Amendment rights of individual in the state. But and I tell you what, here's the deal: the Dems are going to win either way. First off, the the things found constitutional and they're able to do what they wanted to do. Or they find out that this little piece or that little piece or this little piece is okay. They didn't find any faults with that. And so they can kind of go around every place else and pick around the edges. But if it does get struck down, well, that was Trump's Supreme Court that struck it down. So we can fundraise off of it and make it an issue. So either way, they win. So Sometimes the Republicans just aren't smart enough to figure out that uh, you need to go do like the Dems do with certain issues. So whether you win or lose, you win. And I know there's a lot of Republicans that, that are business people and they don't want to lose because they think losing equates to not making any money. But I'm here to tell you that government's not a business. It never will be a business. And if you try to run it like a business, you just probably won't be successful at it. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the, and, and there looks like they're trying to pass a restrictive gun law in Colorado. It looks like all the liberal states, they're passing these laws, seeing what's going to make it, what's not going to make it. We're going to throw everything at the wall. The, the little pieces that do make it, we're going to put them in everywhere and then dig in and try to go for more later. And like I said, if the Supreme Court knocks it down, well, that was Donald J. Trump's conservative court, and they're bad. Whew. The debt ceiling. Janet Yellen says that we're going to have a catastrophe if the debt ceiling's not raised. And it may be interesting. There may be some financial um, gyrations. Um, but that's yet to be seen. Uh, CNN's got the worst ratings in years. Now, when you say, why do I care about CNN? Well, occasionally people's got to go through airports and, you know, they got CNN on everywhere. Um, I, I will pick on Don Lemon. Um, he's killing the morning show ratings now. You know, they moved him out of primetime because he was killing the ratings there. And, um, you know, you know, you when you hear other news media people reporting that an individual's toxic, wow. When, when somebody actually writes that down in a story. Of course, Don Lemon's the guy that just here recently said that Michelle Obama's better looking than Melania Trump. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He, 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 well, I better not. I better not talk about that. I better not talk about how your professor would have failed you in livestock judging class if you, you would have screwed up the pairs like that. But oh well, we'll leave it, we'll leave it alone. But, um, yeah, Don Lemon said that Michelle Obama was better looking than, and hey, that's his personal preference. That, that's his opinion. Go for it, buddy. That, that's all I can say. Got a lot of violence in Mexico. That could have been a headline this whole week. Um, and and that, that, folks, is, is long-term negative for American agriculture because we sell a lot of stuff into Mexico and they sell a lot of stuff into the United States and there's a lot of cross-border stuff. And if this violence in Mexico spirals out of control, that's not good for North America. And that's just something I think we got to sit back and think about. Um, North Korea, you know, everything else going on in the world, North Korea, got to come out there. And they brought the sister 
of Kim Jong Un out. And I mean, I think I think that little gal could be pretty viciously tough. Um, I think she could probably rival those cops in Memphis. Um, I mean, uh, she's. Um, and I and I'm not joking here. I mean, I'm serious. I think I think if she had the button, she'd push it. I really do. You just you just look at her and watch her, and, and that's scary. That she's that she's the sister to the guy that's running the thing, and I I think she, oh, I I you know, just makes you wonder. But she's saying North Korea is going to get in the trenches with Russia over the tanks. Of course, let, let's let's talk about if if Russia collapses. You know, they're, they're you know Russia right down there in that little corner where China, Russia, and North Korea all kind of come together, um, and you put you know Vladivostok, which is a great port on Western Russia. You know, if Russia would go into civil war or have a collapse or do whatever. Uh, are we going to send peacekeeping troops in there to um, keep the peace because the people are in a civil war? Or is China going to try to do something? I mean, I th- I can see where North Korea is a little worried that they could have people not extremely friendly to that regime in close proximity to them if Russia has major problems. You know, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, what does victory in Ukraine look like? Is that Putin gone? Is that Russia completely out of it? Is that Russia's Baltic fleet having to, or the Black Sea fleet having to go join the Baltic or Arctic fleet because it no longer has any ports down there? Um, and I know you're going to say, well, you know, Rostov and that, you know, they got some ports in the, what is it, the Sia Azov or Azov or something like that. Uh, boy, I'm, I'm bad pronouncing those names down there. Sorry. Uh, you know, in the North Caucasus. But, you know, if the Ukrainians got Crimea, uh, that's a pretty big choke point. And, you know, you got you got that. Um, but, yeah, North Korea, of course, you know, if, if Iran's getting hit by the Israelis, and maybe, maybe I, maybe North, you know, somebody called up North Korea and said, "Hey, can you guys hold a press conference and jump up and down, and take a little pressure off of us?" Uh, and then he was doing, but I, I tell you that that lady there, if something ever happens to her brother and his kids don't take over, she takes over. I think we got problems with a capital P. Um. You know, Russia is talking about tying now silver to gold. So many um, grams of gold equals silver. And I'm being told it's probably going to be bullish to silver prices if that's the case. They've already tied gold to oil. And they tied oil to the ruble. Which which means if you if you want to buy Russian oil, you got to buy it in rubles. And then they said basically you can exchange, you know, oil for gold. Which means you can exchange rubles for gold. You just got to buy oil to go through it, buy it, and you know. And now they're going to tie silver to gold. That's the start. That's the start, folks, of a commodity-backed currency, other than the U.S. dollar. And and you know, Russia's Russia's asking the other BRIC members to come up with an alternative to the dollar. 
Um, commodity wise, folks, this is this is this big. Uh, it, is it going to dethrone the dollar tomorrow? No, but it adds another wrinkle to everything we got going on. Um, and you and I, if the dollar ever does get dethroned, we are going to have to then hedge off our currency risk along with hedging off our price risk. Or or we end up becoming too Argentina where you have to use your commodities as your savings account. I mean, whew, you know, looking for an alternative to the dollar. And, um, you know... You got, you know, the BRICS, which, you know, is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. But they've also kind of invited Saudi Arabia along and Iran and all the stands, you know, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, um, Turkmenistan, um, gosh, is it Kyrgyzstan? Um, there's there's like five of them. Um, wow. It's um, that... That, I'm telling you, commodity-wise, folks, is probably the number one thing of all these headlines that I've been talking about that you got to look into. And, and, and I know you're saying, so what's this really mean to me in agriculture? There's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now, and there's a lot of things that we could have happening. There's a lot of things in this country that, that aren't good. And then you got the external stuff. And... Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in a lot of people knowing business that's running things right now. Just don't. And 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 issues sometimes can get away from you and can overtake you, and then you start you start reacting and not planning out ahead of time, and then it becomes World War One all over again. Um, and I think there's a lot of risk here in commodity. I think I think we may be looking at one of the most volatile years ever. I think a lot of people think, hey, we're going to be kind of high-priced here uh, because we're still running off of last year's short crop, but we're going to plant a whole bunch of stuff next year, and there's going to be a lot bigger yields, and we're going to have a lot more stuff, and it's going to be up. Well, if we are not out of the drought and it doesn't get better or it gets worse, <laughs> excuse me, it gets worse this summer, uh, you know, we we could we could have prices here, get it in in good shape in the spring, have a big sell off, and then it gets hot and dry and doesn't rain, and have another big rally, and then we could have something stupid happen and have another big drop. I mean, this thing could jerk around in all different directions, um, at amazing speed too. And this was basically just the headlines in one week, folks. Like I said, 28, 29 different things you could talk about as headlines. And I'm not saying all of them are going to you know, affect commodity prices directly. But I think each and every one of them, except maybe the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster fiasco and the hockey jerseys, um, probably not going to affect it. Um but a lot of this stuff does does going to affect your bottom line. Well, hey, uh, there's a lot of people out there a lot smarter than I am that will have a lot better figured out than I will. Um, but to the smartest audience in agriculture, thanks for listening.